Welcome to another episode, guys. I am pretty G'd up after this interview. I've just gotten off the most amazing and like energetic interview that I've done in quite a long time. I feel like I meet my energetic match in Chloe Bromage, who is today's interview guest. And honestly, guys, like if you're not already following Chloe online, please check the links in the show notes to go follow her energy. She is somebody who just gives you a bit of a pep in your step. So Chloe Bromage is an online health and fitness coach. She is a PT and she is just a breath of fresh air. She is somebody who I think embodies passion and exudes such a an attitude of gratitude for life, which I fucking love about Chloe. So in this conversation, we talk about how she forged her way into a fitness industry, despite the fact that she was actually going to go to university to become a dentist. We talked about what it actually means to her to be confident and her journey in being able to show up authentically as herself online. We talk about how to work through your own insecurities. We talk about how to actually connect with your most authentic self to create a life of real passion. We talk about pivoting to the online world and building an online business and some of the struggles that have come with that. We talk about money mindset. We talk about all juicy things. And I know you're going to love this episode. So as always, if you are digging this chat as much as I did, please take a screenshot, tag us both, share with us your takeaways, get in contact. We honestly would love to hear from you. So here is Instagram's number one hype girl, Chloe Bromage. I am joined by... Instagram's number one hype girl and <laughs> fucking mad dog is all I can say. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here, Chloe. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I came, it's funny. I was just saying before we hit record, I put out a questions box to my Instagram followers and quite a lot of you were interested in having Chloe on. So I know that everyone's going to get so much out of this. Yay. And before we dive into all of the things uh, that we're going to talk about today, I ask every guest, what is something that you do for fun? Oh my gosh, I really want to say the gym because I really love going to the gym, but spending time by myself, which I know for a lot of people is like, you have fun by yourself, but I really do. I love going to cafes by myself. I love going to the beach by myself um, and eating, just anything eating. I love. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So good. There's nothing better than taking yourself on a solo date. <laughs> yeah. Literally my favorite thing. Yeah, I get that. And what is something that you love about yourself? Um, my ability to communicate with lots of different types of people. I often find it quite easy to, no matter who anyone is, what their energy kind of gives me, I can converse quite well. And I think that's definitely helped me not only like in my life, but also my career as well. So Mm, such a good, like such a good skill to have. If there was anything that anyone could have, it should be communication skills. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So for anyone who doesn't know you, for anyone who's never come across your fucking amazing Instagram content, which is just like, a, it's like a ray of sunshine and high energy. So who is Chloe? What do you do? Oh no, sorry. I am Chloe. I'm 22. Um, I am a personal trainer online by trade, I guess. Um, but I accidentally, as you introduced me before, kind of got myself the name, the 24 seven hype girl really quickly, because I very much realized that spreading good quality energy, positivity, all that through the internet was something that I actually really enjoyed. And it's, it's quite funny because a lot of people put me in the influencer box, which I guess I kind of am in that category to an extent, but I used to kind of not make fun, but I used to kind of just go, oh, people that do that, like, what the heck are you doing? And now I kind of do that as a job. So just spreading good vibes. Um, I like to kind of, I don't know, turn down all the BS that the fitness industry kind of 
uh, sells itself on and mm. I'm spread good quality time. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And I know like there's so many things I already want to ask about that, but I know for you, you're you were actually destined if I'm if I'm correct me if I'm wrong but before you went down the PT path and this is something I want to talk about because I'm so big on getting people to connect back to what actually makes them happy and do that thing regardless of what society tells you you should do you were going to do dentistry am I right after school so tell me how the heck you ended up doing the PT thing yes oh my god you pay that so much attention yes so I was that was, as a lot of people would understand, a really nice job in my family's eyes. I got the grades at school. I was a good kid. Like I was a bit of a, you know, teacher's pet and whatever. I, I pride myself in doing very well. So when I finished, I was like, okay, what the hell do I want to do? Like, I don't know. I had no idea. And that just seemed like a good thing. I didn't want to be a doctor. None of that. I can't do, do deal with any of that. Um, So I was like, oh yeah, this sounds really great. And I got into uni and then I was like, the hell am I doing? Why well, I don't want to do that. None of that makes me happy. Um, and I actually ended up going on a solo trip to Europe um, after I graduated school. And hats off to my mom for, you know, kind of pushing me to do that. And she was like, yeah. go live your life. And I was only there for probably like, I think it was about six weeks in total. And I was in a Prague McDonald's hungover as heck. Uh, and and I, I texted my mom and I was like, I'm not going to go to do dentistry anymore. I'm going to move to Queensland. Um, and I'm actually not officially from Queensland. I'm from Sydney. Um, and I messaged her. She was like, okay, got back six days later, packed up my Suzuki with all my things and moved to Queensland and ended up going to TAFE to be a personal trainer because I think I, I don't know what happened. And when I think about it now, I'm like, it's a very mature decision for an 18 year old to make. Um, because now I think about it, I'm like, I can't believe anybody let me do that. Like, yeah. But I just was like, what do I enjoy doing and what makes me happy? And moving my body, leading an active lifestyle and eating really healthy makes me happy. And I was like, I'm going to go with that. So now we're here. <laughs> wow. It's so good. And honestly, like props to you because that's brave to do the thing that, you know, when everybody's expecting you to do this thing that's meant to be very impressive. Yeah. To use PT is amazing. And you're obviously meant to do it because the passion that you exude must be attractive to all your clients. So yeah. can you speak? I know you've spoken about how passion is something that you know you have to live with yes how has that impacted your life and your business because you love what you do so much oh it and I'm sure as you know as well it aligns you with like what I call soul-led clients I didn't at the time really understand what I was doing because a lot of people spoke to me about how their business was so hard and they didn't understand you know, how they could get clients and leads and all those sorts of things. And I'm not saying business is easy whatsoever, but I was very much just like, I didn't have that initial problem to start with because who you see on the screen and in my work is exactly who I am. There is no lies. There's no BS because I don't pride myself in that. And as you say, the passion comes with that. And because I love it so much, that's exactly what, what I sell to my clients and what I give to them and what they're gifted and then what they can take into their own life. So that's how I was able to kind of pop it into my business and how, amazingly my business kind of went so well from the beginning because I didn't really think too much I just went with my heart and was like this feels good I'm gonna do it and yeah we're still here doing the same thing (laughs) oh that's so good I love it so much and I know like a huge part of what you preach and your business mission seems to be like so it's so much more to me it appears as so much more than having you know a healthy rig you're so holistic and you talk about mindset and you talk about happiness and all of that and confidence inside and outside the gym and it seems like you've always been this really confident vivacious person so has that always been the case for you or has there been like have you had your own journey and trying to be this authentic confident person in in like online and in your personal life? 
I, I, as a little kid, if I can find a photo and I share them quite often, I have always been very vivacious and very like a go-getter. And it's funny because often people say, oh, it must be, you know, in your genetics, it's like your family. Nobody really else in my family is like this. Or I have five siblings and they're all pretty lax, pretty chill. They don't have this high energy that I do. Um, and so as a, a kid, I definitely still had that. And it wasn't really until I hit like 17, 18 and 19 when I had a breakup that really was like the rip open and the catalyst for a lot of underlying issues that I had that I wasn't aware of. Things that happened like many people you deal with, uh, messed up family relationships, um, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And that's something that I didn't, you know, uh, have a great, uh, sorry, I, what am I trying to say? Didn't process I didn't have, it yeah, No, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't. And I didn't have a great family role model when I was a kid. And so this breakup was like an absolutely rip off the bandaid, let loose for all the things that I hadn't processed. And it wasn't until that happened that I realized I had a whole lot of work to do. And a lot of insecurity came out of that. And I honestly lost my personality. I fell into a bit of an eating disorder and all those sorts of things. And the sad part was I didn't even realize how bad it was until now when I look at photos and I'm like, I'm not smiling. I just, I look sad. Like I was very slender. I was 12 kilos, um, 12 kilos heavier now than I was back then. Wow. Like there was just so many things where I restricted my food intake. I didn't go to social events or when I did, I just drank myself stupid, like all this stuff. So it happened in a very short space of time. But with that, I'm really grateful because it got to a point where I was probably, I think I was about 19 and I was like, I don't like this anymore. This is not who I am. I am so unhappy all the time. I cry all the time Mm. and I'm very good at putting on a brave face as a lot of people are, but then I go home and everything's just crap. And Mm. it wasn't, nobody knew because I lived by myself. So I did all the things I lived by myself. I just went home and was so sad. Didn't eat anything. Just, oh, it like, it breaks my heart, but I'm so grateful for that because it was when I hit that point in my life that it was like, I need to do something. Went and saw a psychologist and from there kind of rebuilt back myself and kind of came home to myself because I think a lot of us still are that little person that we once were. It's just society kind of taints all of that and kind of, you know, hides all of that. And I'm so for, which is why in my work, I'm so passionate about people just being who they are and finding that inner confidence and whatever that looks like to them. Mm, So amazing. And what were some of the, like, how did you get from, and I know you, you sort of have shared online, which I think is so amazing that you share the real and the honest and you you talk openly about seeing a psychologist and being diagnosed with chronic anxiety and for people on the outside looking in you would be like what but you're so confident and who would have thought so what were some of the things that helped you to go from that place to where you are now did you have any like mindset practices or what helped you? Honestly, funnily enough, social media, which is how I am where I am now. What I talked about with my psychologist was like, she was like, what do you actually like to do? Who is Chloe and what does she enjoy? And I was like, I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I like doing shit. Like this, what the hell is going on? And so I was like, well, I like cooking healthy food and I like moving. And she was like, okay, let's start there. And so I actually ended up creating a social media. And I don't think for anyone listening, it doesn't have to be social media, whether you just, you know, write it down, put it in your journal, speak to someone about it, create a Pinterest page, whatever. But I just channeled my energy into what I enjoyed. And then things started to unfold because then I started to go to a new gym where I was connected with like-minded people. And then we ended up, you know, going on hikes, doing this, doing that. And that was when I, 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 I found but I, I do like the term coming home too. I, I rediscovered myself, who I was at the core, and then that was able to blossom. So aligning myself with all the things that I enjoy and just running with that was really what happened. So beautiful. And I'm I'm really curious too, like as the person who has always been vivacious and, and so energetic, yeah. <laughs> I, 
I'm so curious to know because I know in my experience, being the confident person, like I loved performance. I was, a, I did a lot of singing and all of that. Yeah. And so a lot of my insecurities throughout adulthood was actually being too much and being too chatty or too confident and then being perceived as like a show pony or a little bit like, you know, so have you had any experience with that as somebody who is really confident, really energetic, really vivacious? Has that brought its own little unique insecurity? Absolutely. All the time. And I still get it to this day. And I think I am a lot better at handling it now than I was prior to, but same sort of thing. I danced when I was younger. I've always been, uh, yeah, I I liked for a lot of people. I'm happy. I'm excited. Any school assignment I ever got was like (laughs) nine out of 10. And it was either talks too fast or talks too loud. And I was like, you know, yeah, no matter what it was. And I was like, I am being criticized for being who I am. And I get it if you did something wrong or anything like that, but it wasn't, I was being happy. There was no negative energy along with that. And I still get people DMing me, telling me, that they've got a Ritalin prescription they can give me that yeah like like really mean though and I just have to laugh now I'm like you know what it is what it is and at the end of the day I can and I always picture that old version of myself and I go okay what's the cost what's the cost of me stepping back into that person it is everything that I have now everything I've built every friendship every relationship everything that I have now I would it, it it's priceless to me. And I would not go back to that no matter who says what, because the moment that I chose to kind of brush all that to the side and step into and just go, I'm going to own it instead. And I think, as you know, as you said, being vivacious and being confident often gets blurred with being arrogant. And I don't appreciate that because I'm like, no, there's a very big difference. But at the same time, if people assume that you're arrogant, that you're too much, that's a them problem, not a you problem. Like Mm. if they, they, they can go and be surrounded by other people that think the same way, but I've got everybody else in my life now that doesn't think that way purely because once I stepped into that and chose to own it, instead of just, I used to put my own self down in conversations or sorry, I'm being too loud or sorry, I'm being so excited. And it's like, no, that's who I am. And I'm not going to apologize for any that anymore. And once I chose to step into that, that's when everything in my life really just settled the way that it has. And I'm so appreciative of that. But as you know, it's, it's a journey in itself, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's that's- not easy. Yeah, amazing. I can resonate with it so much. And I think I think for a lot of women too, fitness also, it can be the starting point for learning about your mindset and whether or not you're coming from a place of self-love or self-restriction and self-deprecation. So for you, what, how has fitness and health really helped you with your self-love, your mindset and all of that good stuff that you exude all over the internet? <laughs> I think for anyone that, you know, and so sadly a lot of women face body image issues if not their whole life at points in their life. And what I really appreciate about health and fitness now is it started when I was younger as something I loved. I did gymnastics, I did dancing, it was so much fun. And then as a late teens, early 20s, it fell into a bit of restriction and it came from a real place of disrespect and and hate for myself, which is mm. so sad. And now I know I it's flipped into a way that I really take care of myself. It's time that I can reflect and be on my own. It's mm. allowed me the confidence to kind of flow and bleed into other areas of my life. And, and I know it sounds silly, but, you know, going from squatting X amount of kilos to more than you thought, it's like, hang on, I'm capable of more. And then that, that energy then steps into whether it's starting a business or, you know, putting yourself out there to dating or or, you know, healing family relationships, like whatever it is, that confidence allowed me to be more confident in my own life. And that is something, again, that I truly believe is priceless. No one can give you that. You have to work for that. And mm. yeah, I love it. And that's just, oh, 
I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm frothing over that conversation because you're so right. And I often say to clients, like, set yourself a tiny little fitness goal or something mm-hmm. like that you only you know that you've done it and it helps you to increase your confidence. But also it, it will help you to leave your comfort zone, comfort zone every single day. If you can just do a little bit more than you did yesterday or lift a little yeah. heavier or run a little more like and I know you've spoken about this because I was reading a caption where you were talking about how you've you've kind of learned, it seems like you've rewired your mind a bit to froth fear or like to yes. just love leading. No, up. I love it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so can you please speak about that and like how has that actually come out for you? Like I know that you had to pivot recently and you started an online business during COVID and all of that. Yeah. Like how has this helped you, that learning to love leaving the comfort zone and make friends yeah. with fear? How has that helped you in, you know, starting an online business and other areas of your life. Yeah, I love make friends with fear. I love that so much. I'm like, yes, I think it was definitely, and again, I'm pretty lucky because I saved all my money and traveled at quite an early age. That was on my own. And I haven't ever feared making friends, but it wasn't until I got overseas that I was like, holy shit, what have I done? Like I'm in a country at 18. I have no idea what's going on. That was the first little taste I got of going, okay, as much as that short-term fear of being on a plane by myself, getting there, whatever, having to deal with all that, I made so many amazing friends. It was the catalyst for me to move states and then find a new job, find my purpose. It's the little tastes to start with that allow me to go, okay, I have to sit in the uncomfortable for a short period of time, but that leads to an even more extended period of time of fun, of new opportunity and whatever. And I think, as we spoke about, I think the gym, like you said, allows that every single day. Um to just give you that little bit of a taste of what if, what if, what if. And one of my favorite things to always say to clients is when people say to me like, oh, what if I fall? I love that quote. It's like, yeah, but what if you fly? Like what if it does work out? And usually even if it doesn't work out, you're still forward, like fall forward, continue to fall forward. And each and every time you teach yourself, okay, maybe it didn't work out the way I wanted, but I learned something along the way and I still got, I got back up so I can keep going. And I actually almost, it's going to sound a bit crazy. And like you said, I, I am friends with fear, but I actually sometimes like failing and I like things not going mm. to go, going to plan because mm. even when they don't, as I said, there's a lesson there. There's some way, whether it's in business or as I said, relationships or even in the gym, you find something else that maybe is shining a spotlight on what's not so great about you because we all have things that we can work on or you yeah. go, okay, I don't have to do that next time. I'm going to try another route now and it saves you time next time. So looking at the fear from a positive light and going, that's going to help me. That's going to motivate me. That's going to make me a better person. That's what allows the growth. And I think, yeah, I don't know. We've always been taught to fear, fear, change is bad. And it's like, but why does it have to be? Yeah. So, so true. I did an episode on that recently, like with, as a background in teaching, remember how fucking humiliated we were to fail something or to get it wrong. Like, it's like you idiot, you got something wrong. And I feel like that is so deeply ingrained in us now that like, don't you dare fail because this is embarrassing and humiliating. Whereas if we can switch that, we get so much faster, like have success faster. So I'm really curious to know, because I know a lot of listeners are business owners. A lot of them have online businesses. Yes. What are some of the fears and limitations that you've had to experience recently as you've sort of started growing an online business? Oh, mine is, and straight away I came to me, is money, is deserving money. I grew up not from a place of abundance in any financial stance. I had a single mom for the majority of my life. She raised one of my sisters and I on her own. Um, And so money was always a really scary thing for me and, uh. and my sister. And we talk about it. So I have read Callous, 
money books. I have watched countless YouTube videos, listened to countless podcasts, but it is still something that makes me extremely uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable to talk about, you know, small things like I was doing my taxes and I'm like, where did all this money come from? And I'm like, I don't deserve this. And I'm like, no, I earned this money. Everything that's in my bank account, I earned. Like it didn't just come from nowhere, but it's one of those things that I, and I consciously have to push. I call it like leaning against you push against it. It's like, there's the fear. I'm like, come on, like let's move a little bit further. And I still, I still actively have to do that. It's something that I certainly wouldn't say I'm comfortable with. Um, but again, like you say, I think because money is a topic that doesn't come up in a lot of situations. Like, you know, it's one of those things that I have never had any adult in my family life that's ever talked about how much money they own. Or if you earn a ridiculous amount of money, which I'm like, heck yeah, that's awesome. People don't talk about it. It's mm. like, oh no, you don't want to know how much they earn or if they don't earn enough. It's like, if we talk about it, if the conversation's normal, it becomes normal, it becomes more accessible. And that means that there's no fear around it. So yeah, I, I can definitely, I think owning a business, one of those things that you never feel like you've done everything right, but you never will. And once you kind of accept that and learn that it's never going to be perfect, it makes things a little bit easier. Oh, I love that so much. Money mindset has been one of those things that I just froth. It's so interesting to read everybody's different psychology around money. And exactly like you said, not only is it like, oh, you don't want to know how much money this person makes. It's like, oh, dirty rich people. Like money is the root of all evil, snobby rich people. Like that rhetoric is so damaging for business owners who are in business to make money and make impact. So It's amazing. Have you had any like practices or anything that's been really helpful for you to actually feel more comfortable around handling money? One of the best books I ever read, read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which a lot oh. of people have read. If you had, I love that book, but even just gratitude, funny enough, like having gratitude for myself and I'm not one. And my psychologist pushes that with me all the time. She's like, you need a journal. You need to have affirmations. You need to do sound bowls. And I don't love it. That's yeah. something that also, I, because I'm like, go, go, go all the time. Sitting still is uncomfortable, but I know it's, it's, it's worth it to me. So I usually will yeah have gratitude for myself and my hard work. The fact that I've created a business for myself when nobody in my family, and I know a lot of people feel the same way when nobody else in your family or nobody else, you know, has a business, you can feel really alone. So it's like mm. having that gratitude and that space for yourself to go like, hang on, I've done this. I haven't had a lot of help with this. And I'm really grateful for myself. That often allows a lot more energy to kind of give and flow with you and then your money. Because one of the best things that I've learned is money is just energy. Yes. It's literally, again, we'll take, and yeah, you spend $100 on groceries, but what you get back is $100 worth of food that also serves you. And once you kind of get over that hurdle, it makes mm. things a little bit more easy for you to kind of, yeah, play around with. Yeah, let it circulate. Oh, so good. And I guess <laughs> you were just saying then about, you know, working online and all of that, it can be a little bit lonely, especially if you come from a family where it, you know, of workers. And it's like, oh, there's so many things to talk about that is so hard for people to relate to. And one of those, for me, similar to you, I think I'm used to being in high energy places with lots of people. And I love being around people. I actually wasn't expecting to feel a bit lonely in my office all the time working online. It drives me insane. Oh, shocking. Like I say, thing you went from doing teaching. I went from being in a gym with people all the time. And that's why PTs tend to have so much high energy as do teachers. And I honestly am like at home all day, every day by myself. And as much as I enjoy my intentional alone time, you're like, you know, no coworkers, no nothing. And one thing I enjoy doing, there's a lot of them, like you can rent little desks and office spaces and stuff now. And so sometimes I'll go do that or I'll work from a cafe and stuff because, oh oh my God, it's, and if you don't know anybody else that does online work, it's so 
hard because yeah, like you say, people work nine to five Monday to Friday and look forward to their weekends. When you have your own business, you trade a nine to five for a 24 seven and you are constantly on all the time, yes. all the time. Your phone rings, your emails are going, you're doing this, you're on the couch, it's 8 PM. You're like, okay, I could be, no, like yeah. it's so hard to disconnect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any boundaries in place for your, that's helped you? Honestly, I'm still I'm still very much working on this. I would love yeah. to say that I'm like, yeah, I've got it all figured out. I so don't. Um, yeah. My partner also works for himself too. So we often like, we'll set boundaries together. We're like, okay, mm. as of five o'clock, computers go away, phones go away, whatever. I find that easier to do because then he's there, but it still doesn't mean that my work's done because when I'm by myself, I could just sit there. And even if it's in front of the TV or, you know, eating meals in front of your computer and stuff, like, what I am know. I doing? I know. I'm also still learning, learning this one and I've found for me having my phone in a cupboard at night oh the best thing ever okay and utilizing on iphone like on the do not disturb you can make your own work mode and stuff now i really like that too that's helped as well yeah amazing and then i know you have talked about how online you you always mention how like a beautiful day and i love this about you like you frothing on coffee very early in the morning so it's like you just start with gratitude and you always say a beautiful day starts with a beautiful mind what is your morning like do you have anything that you do every morning that gets you into that state I really want to say yes but when you lead a life that you love yeah you don't need much you really don't and it's like I I thought about it the other day when I'd woken up quite tired and I was like this is the first time I've woken up in over a year where I felt like I don't want to today you know Mm. and it's like wow but usually because I'm so grateful I mean I love coffee so yes usually like I live near the beach so going for a walk near the beach and getting coffee is usually like my start to the day um but yeah, it, not that everyone needs to spring out of bed, but I really feel like if you enjoy what you do, and it doesn't matter what you do, whether you are someone that puts the trolleys away or that you are a CEO of a multi-million dollar company or you have an online business, a small business, whatever, as long as you love it, doesn't you all that matters. So then what would you say? I'm, I totally agree with you. And what would you say to the people who are listening and going, yeah, but I don't have, I can't just recreate it or I don't have the money to do something different or I'm too afraid. Like there are so many limiting beliefs around, you know, and there's people that might go lucky for you, Chloe, it was easy for you. What would you say to that? I often don't say a lot to that because I I go, people just don't understand. And I want to say I understand because I've been in that situation. I was going to start an online business earlier than I actually did. And every single person I had in my life scared the shit out of me. And I didn't do it. It was like a March of 2020 or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And everyone's like, no, but what about this? And what if it doesn't work and whatever? And for the first time I let those people in and I waited then until like the June, July. And then I did it. And the whole time, my whole thought process was, I should have just done it before, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that yes, I suppose I am in a bit of an easier situation because I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't have those things to think about, but nothing in life ever worth having is easy ever. If you want something, you have to reach for it. It's like that whole situation of like people ask for the cake and then they get the flour, the egg, the milk and whatever, but they don't want to do the work. Doesn't mean there's not work involved. Doesn't mean there's not fear involved. Doesn't mean there's not, you know, so many other underlying factors. But in my opinion, people settle for comfortable. Too many people settle for comfortable and what they know, even if it doesn't make them happy. And it's like, what's the cost of changing versus saying the same and not have write a pros and cons list what's the cost of that and I'm not talking about money I'm talking about energy exchange or happiness all those sorts of things most of the time the cost is going to be far better spent on changing than it is on staying the same oh I love that so much that's I feel like we can just wrap it up right there with that mic drop that's so <laughs> perfect thank you boom <laughs> boom and so if anybody's listening and like 
if anybody listening is like, but I don't know what I want, you would say, what, what, figure out what makes you happy. Yeah, I would say go and try it all. Yeah. People are often criticized for starting things and not finishing. And whilst I'm not a big believer in giving a half-ass effort, if you truly solely know I gave it my all and it didn't work for me, why the fuck are you finishing it? Why are you trying to do the degree? Why are you three years in a degree that you hate that you're going to pay a hex debt on that you don't want to do? Why are you doing a soul-destroying job that you don't want to do? There are so many jobs. Get a job at Woolworths and find what it is you want. Try it all. Go travel. Sell your house. But like, I, I don't know. And I, I don't think they know either, but it's like, don't settle for less just because you don't know. That's oh, the thing. So true. I, I can absolutely see how you have become Instagram's number one hype girl. <laughs> as you're talking, I'm just like, yes, go fucking live guys. Like yes. go live. And, and you are testament to the fact that when you just lean into what actually makes you happy and you accept yep. yourself as you are, and you do the things that you're passionate about, you attract your you attract your tribe, you attract clients, you attract money, and you wake up so excited to get out of bed in the morning. So thank yeah. you so much for being an example of that. That's okay. Thank you. I'm so glad to be able to spread the message. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So if people want to come and froth with you on live, <laughs> where will they it. find yeah, you? Let's do it all together in the messages on Instagram. My handle is you just at Chloe Bromage. Um, and yeah, come say, hey, come join the gang. Um, all my links are in my Instagram bio. So love to have you around. Amazing. I'll put all of your links in the show notes, guys. Go and check Thank out you. Chloe. Watch the stories. Have have a look at your fucking amazing rig and everything <laughs> you're doing in the Instagram. You are doing so much in the space also to normalize a real healthy kind of healthy. So thank you for that. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Bye.